Welcome to Make Pods Great Again. I'm your host, John Woolley, content creator for the Instagram page, Make Wads Great Again. Welcome back. We are in week two of the open, and I'm here with my bestie, Nikki. Nikki, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. How are you? See, I upgraded you to bestie. Do you like that? Oh, I love it. I'm, I'm all about it. You're my bestie, too. That, that was on the fly, even. Just on the fly. On the fly, bestie. You How's haven't your, been thinking about it for weeks and weeks. I've been planning it for months. <laughs> just graduated. That's what it is. Damn. Upgrade. How's uh, how's your week going? How you feeling? Oh, I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm not too banged up from last week because I only did uh, the open wad once, which is kind of not like me, but maybe I'm turning over a new leaf. Maybe I'm a one and done kind of gal nowadays. That's what, that's what he said. You know, hey. I... Uh, I did not turn over a new leaf. I did this one twice again after I said I wasn't going to, and I am sore as fudge. It is terrible. I'm, hurting all, I'm hurting all over. You are? What's the worst? Well, um, oh, well, so, all right, let me give you the story. So here's every, it all hurt. Everything hurts. It all, <laughs> all hurts. Right. So I had no intentions to redo this What I, I went in, I did it on Thursday morning, or I'm sorry, Friday morning. And I was like, there were only like two of us in the gym. So it was just me and Spencer. And I thought I gave my best effort. I really did. I put up a score of like, I think it was 968, which is 28 rounds plus 16. If I'm that is right. so many rounds. It's a ton of rounds. Like you get four minutes in and I'm looking at the clock like, Jesus Christ, I've had careers that didn't last this long. Like it's just going to go in. I'm a banker. So I did, you know, he's telling me how far I was at the five minute mark. And then you immediately do the math. And, you know, he's like, you're at seven rounds. I'm like, shit, I'm gonna get seven. I'm gonna get 28 rounds, you know, wow. and you can't stop, you know, you just got to see how it's going to go and it yeah. went fine, you know? And so I'm leaderboard watching. I think, all right, that's going to be good enough for, for top 10 in the scale. It'll be fine. And for three days, it was just fine. Totally fine. Staying in the top 10. And then Monday morning rolls around and all these assholes start posting their scores. I don't know what they're thinking. And next thing I know, there's like 10 people with scores over a thousand. And by the afternoon, 968 was going to be worth like 40th or something. Oh, and you can't have that. No, I need to be top 10. I have, <laughs> got any, I have an ego. Jesus Christ. We've, we've already established this. We know this. Ago. Yes. So, so I call this buddy of mine who owns a gym out here on the East side. And I'm like, Hey, you working out today? He's like, yeah, I want to, he wanted to do it scaled as well. So I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to come by if you can have somebody count for me, you know, and you guys can validate the score. I'm going to redo it. And uh, so I changed, I, I did stuff I've never done before. I changed my jump rope at the last minute. Ooh, uh, jump rope. Yeah. Well, it was a little bit faster rope, but still heavy enough that you could do single unders. And then I moved the position of where I put the dumbbells from where I was before. Um, and so instead of moving in like maybe a three foot circle, I'm now moving in a one foot circle. So literally the dumbbells. Every are, edge counts. You take every, yeah. everything you can do to make your transitions faster, all that. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'd already done the math. You know, you save, you save, you know, 10 seconds around, you're saving a couple minutes, you know? So, so anyway, so I start this wad and uh, I came out hot. Like, I think I was at the five minute mark. I was already at like eight rounds or something stupid, eight or nine rounds. And it, it just it didn't get better from there. But I ended no. up getting thir- 31 rounds even. That is so many rounds. Uh, well, so here's the real problem. The same guy that I called, and this is why I'm so sore. It isn't, you know, now you do the math, you know, four times 31 is a shit ton of thrusters. Even at right. 30, even at 35 pounds, it's, it's just a lot of weight move. The problem was the day before, 
uh, this, uh, this guy I train with, his name's Ed, and he actually owns Watt on the Waves, by the way. Oh. He's one of the owners of that. Love and, Ed. Uh, yeah. Take me on your cruise, Ed. Let's <laughs> go, Ed. We'll get you a hookup. Anyway, <laughs> so um, so the day before, we do all these stupid workouts on Sundays. And he's like, all right, today we're doing 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5 of back squats, starting at uh, 95, 115, 135, 155, 175, 195. Then you get three attempts for one rep max. Three um, attempts only. This was Ed's idea? Yeah, this was oh, this um, is the kind of dumb shit he does. Fuck off, Ed. Yeah, so this is no. the day before. Yeah, you're not going to yeah. get a room talking that way. But anyway, so. <laughs> I so take the, it back, I take it back. Yeah, so the so I did this. You do this, this 30, 25, 20, whatever, as fast as you can. You're on the clock, so you get no breaks. You literally just load weights, get back under the bar and go. Then you get three attempts and you can take, you know, kind of as long as you want, but we just kind of get on it and go. So I did all those weights. And then I did my three lifts. I did 275, uh, 315, which I hit. And then because I have no brains at all, I'm like, well, I might as well just go for a PR. So I tossed 345 on the bar. You went from 315 to 345? It seemed like a good idea at the time. All right. For who? For me. And I almost got it. I got it halfway up. And then, uh. The bar, you know, I just, I bailed. I was just like, I thought I was going to die. It was not fun. What do I know? I've only been a coach for like almost (laughs) a decade. That seems like a horrible idea. I would never tell you to make that kind of a jump after all those reps. Yeah. Forever. Well, you know, to the guts go the glory, I guess. And so then when we got done with that, then we're like, let's do a deck of cards workout. Oh, Jesus. So, So we did a deck of cards workout. We, we, Admittedly, we took 10 cards out. So it was like a 25 minute workout okay. of push ups, GHDs, assault bike, uh, static holds, and dumbbell curls because we wanted to have a bro sesh. And um, did you work out for like three hours this pretty, day? Like, pretty much. This was the day before. So, long story short, I've done like a bazillion squats in two days. And, you know, my quads are on fire. My ass is on fire. My little back is on fire. My, my calves are on fire from all those single unders. Um, yeah, I'm kind of a wreck. I've been walking yeah. like a cowboy all day. It's been but, fun. but you still got how many rounds? I got 31 rounds. So the, oh. it, and so the end result though, is I'm fifth in the world in the scale division. Which is rad, but that's a lot of, like, if you were, let's just talk about this now. Because if you were back squatting close to 345, tell me again why you're in the scale division. <laughs> oh, I've been yelled at for that this week. Already. I know. And I'm not yelling at you. I want to hear you out. Yeah, no, <clears throat> there's a number of reasons. I would never yell so, at my bestie. Remember yeah, that. Well, so look, I, first of all, I have, a, I have a lot of theories on why people should scale. I did a whole post on this earlier in the week and some people railed on me for it. A lot of people appreciated it, but I, I, I think people should scale for a number of reasons. I think more people should scale than should. Let me put it that way. Now, I don't begrudge anyone who wants to RX. You want RX, knock yourself out. I don't give a fuck. Whatever you want to do is fine. <laughs> Zero fucks. Seriously, on. I don't care. Like, it doesn't matter to me. But I do think there's uh, a couple of things to think about when you're scaling. And, and these are the things I think about for myself. So I hold myself to these standards, not really uh, necessarily what I think everybody should do, but I think people should think about it. So first of all, you have to look at kind of the, the intent of the workout and, and most of these open wads, in my opinion, are designed for the pro athletes. They're not designed for the common man, right? So think about 
like the very the very first one it was basically it was ground overhead but it was essentially designed to be snatches dave himself said he designed it to be snatches but you could do clean and jerks if you wanted to well if it's intended to be snatches and it's intended to be fast 95 pounds is not a lot of weight and i can move 95 pounds pretty good until you do the math and go it's 10 rounds that's 80 reps so if you were going to do 80 reps in any normal workout you're going to look at your one rep max and say, all right, I probably need to be about 50% of my one rep max to do close to a hundred reps of something. You're a coach, mm -hmm. right? Is that pretty mm -hmm. accurate? That's yeah. I am okay. So unless you have a 180 pound snatch that you can hit on a consistent basis, you got no business going in there and trying to attempt 80 snatches with that level of intensity in that level of time. Now I'm not saying you can't do it, but I'm saying when you go from your normal everyday training, which the common athlete, and I'm very common, does not come in and train with the same level of intensity as a Matt Frazier or even a Saxer and a Spencer, right? They, they come in and they, you know, they do what I do. You skip part of the warm up, you talk to your buddies, you screw yeah. around some, yeah. right? But then you get in the open and you just bring it. And all of a sudden you're tossing up, you know, 80 snatches at 95. There's a lot of risk, particularly when you're 48 years old, or 49, 49, um, and you don't do it on a regular basis. So that's that's one reason. Okay. That's but well, let me just stop you right there. Where is your concern for the risk when you're working out for three hours in a row and back squat jumping from 315 to 345? Because I've hit 345 before. My mm -hmm. like my working weight for a back squat is like I did five by two at 305 the other day, no problem. Right. Like but I'm those, just saying like the risk in injury or in burnout or in whatever, whatever is so similar to me, in my opinion, is so similar in the open as it is in regular training because of how we train. And I would also say that the intensity or the, the anaerobic intent behind the workout, the way it's programmed varies per the elite athlete versus the common athlete, whatever, but you going in there and doing, you know, only getting five rounds might be the same intensity for you relative to the type of athlete you are as an elite athlete going in there and getting 25 rounds, which is why my argument would actually be the opposite, that in fact, the open is designed for everyone. Oh, it is. But that's why there's scale division. <laughs> like, like it's a, look, it was a 10 round workout. The first one was a 10 round workout. You're designed to complete 10 rounds in 15 minutes or less. Again, if someone wants to RX that and they barely miss the time cap, they probably should have RXed it. And bluntly, I probably could come in under that time cap at 95, probably. Could. Maybe, but there are a whole lot of people on that leaderboard. And it's not the hundreds, it's probably the thousands that miss that time cap by four or five minutes. So oh they, my God, they knocked yeah. in five, six, seven rounds. They had no business RXing that one. I no agree business. with you fully on that. And, but and I'm, I, just, I'm just looking at my bestie over here thinking, you're oh, I know I could. Young, pretty fast, pretty, you know. Well, and so here's my other arguments for it. So, first of all, I know I could. I would tell you historically, I've done, I want to say this is my sixth or seventh open. I skipped a couple of years, but it's like my sixth or seventh. And the five that I've RXed, I injured myself five out of five times. Yeah. I have that, a 100% injury rate to RXing to not RXing. <laughs> This is a pretty good stats right there. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. And it, you know, it is, I do believe it's because of that, you know, that intensity of the open and open competition, which is different than my day-to-day -day training. Like I don't go into my day-to-day -day training and compete with anyone in the room. Mm 
ever, like I, or really rarely do I go mm. in and go, all right, I'm going to beat that guy or I'm going to beat that old woman. Like, I, you know, I go in and think, all right, <laughs> that old woman. Hey, you got to take your wins where you can go. I am coming for grandma. Yeah. But like, I go in thinking, all right, I'm gonna do the best I can do. And I do focus on form. You get an open in a competition in a Friday night light setting and everybody's yelling, you're going to try to pull some snatches from the floor without the best form or some clean and jerks you shouldn't do or rush a burpee or a muscle up or whatever. And I, I do think the risk is greater for someone my age. Yeah. My, my second part is I can't do all of the movements that I know are going to come up in the open. And so I would prefer to have a consistent test of knowing that throughout the scale, every movement that comes up, I can do mm-hmm. as opposed to doing, all right, I'm going to do wad one RX and I could have done wad two RX, but then wad three comes up and it's handstand walks and I have to scale because I can't do right. handstand walks right. or, if, or if muscle ups come up, which I can do, but I can't do them in high volume. Right. Do I do one and you tap out a workout after four minutes? Like, no, like I don't, I don't personally want that. I guess I like your, I, I understand your injury argument more because that's a personal, that's your personal performance. And it's also like not worth it. Like it's not worth it to be injured and not able to like deal with your everyday life just because of the five week opens like that. I understand the movement standard thing. I agree with less only because no one's ever going to be no one average like us uh, is ever going to be a perfect athlete one way or another. So if you're 80%, 90% an RX athlete, but you can't do the handstand walks, like in my mind as a coach, you're an RX athlete. So you should be doing things RX until they come up, in which case you got to either, you know, friggin' put yourself in the fire and figure it out when time comes or scale at that point. So let me ask you this as a coach then, why do you care if I'm an RX athlete or not, if I go in and said like, let's say workout two that I could have easily RX, I can do double unders, toes to jam bluntly or, or, or toes to bar or my jam. Like I can kill toes those to things. Toes to jam. I can I toes to jam toes those. To jam. I can crush those. Um, but why would you care? I put in 20 minutes, arguably, but not even arguably, I actually did more reps than the RX athletes put in more exactly. work, moved more volume, moved with a higher level of intensity. Right. And most of the people as a coach, I think you should be encouraging that of, of going in and, and saying, all right, you had good movement. You worked harder and pushed yourself to a place you haven't been before because you were able to do that. If I'd done it RX, there's no way I would have been able to push myself to a place I haven't been before. I would have just tested against other people that same level, I'm not going to the games. Yeah. See, as your coach, I would argue that you absolutely could push yourself to a very similar point of intensity. And as your coach, if I knew that about you, like the way that, and I'm not your coach, but as I believe that I know that you're capable of those weights and those movements at an RX level, I believe it is my job to encourage you to perform at the capability level that I, from the outside, see that you are in fact capable of, that you as the athlete oftentimes have a mental block against. And that's just you personally in this scenario. If it's a scenario where someone really isn't strong enough or really isn't capable enough or doesn't have those gymnastic skills or whatever, that's different. I'll tell people to scale all the fucking time to the point where they maybe don't don't like me for it. Um, but if, if you can do it, I would actually argue that the intensity at which you performed is actually not the intent of the workout itself because you did, didn't you do more reps and rounds that are even listed on the sheet? Oh, there were, there were several pro athletes that did more reps than me. Pro athletes. Yeah. But at our level, at our, you know, appropriate output 
amount, I would believe that you'd be more in the 16 to 25 round range. Yeah, I don't know. Matt, For an appropriate amount off. of intensity. I wouldn't get close to 20. I don't think I would. It's a lot of toes to bar. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'll, you know, I may go back and try them after the open or try a few of them after the open is over. You know, I guess, you know, my, my only other counter argument to you as your coach, I would do this. You know, maybe you're the rare coach. I'm probably about to piss off a lot of coaches when I say this. Most coaches <laughs> don't have time to do what you're describing. No, nor nor do they have the skill. And that's a yeah. fact. Like I love CrossFit coaches. I've been blessed with arguably some of the best in the industry and I have zero complaints over any of them, but there are a lot of coaches and I've seen them live and in person do not have the skill to assess an athlete. Even when they work with on a daily basis, assess their level enough to say, yes, you absolutely should our exit or no, you shouldn't. And I've seen yeah. plenty, absolutely seen plenty that bully people into RXing when they shouldn't. And I've had yeah. that happen to me where they no. go, Just suck it up, buddy. Not okay. Fine. Get out there and do it. And, and Not so, that, okay. so I guess, you know, my point to it is I honestly don't care if people are X or they don't. Uh, and you're right. I absolutely could have RX yeah. this one. For me, it was just a personal choice. I, yeah. I want people to know that scaling isn't easier. As a matter of fact, these two oh have yeah. absolutely destroyed me yesterday. Yeah. Like I came home yesterday, sat on the couch with a tequila and some pizza. That's, that was my <laughs> recovery, my recovery meal to the, the workout. Um, yeah. But I think, I think this too, like, I think that your reasons for scaling are fine. They're your reasons. You don't want to get injured again. You got a fucking hundred percent injury rate. Like you don't feel like it today. You didn't sleep well last night. Like whatever your reasons are, your reasons are your own and they're good. Like when you ask the question, like, why would you care if I scaled? I mean, I'm answering as though you're my bestie and I'm your coach and I see you in the gym every single day. And I would have a personal suggestion for you. The reality is I don't give a fuck and no one else should either. So don't at me and don't at him. Like people are making their own choices, but it, we're just having an open conversation about it. At the end of the day, I still love you. Obviously. Yeah. The, the only <laughs> other argument someone gave me that it really annoyed me, to be honest, they said that I was diluting the scale pool and that what I was essentially doing was scaring people from scaling. And that's something I, I want to address only because it, I thought it was just completely and utterly ludicrous for a couple of reasons. Number one, I don't think you can scare anybody away from entering the open that wouldn't have done it anyway. Like these, we're talking about CrossFitters. Like if you're brave enough to come into a room where people are dropping barbells and dudes are shirtless and women are in booty shorts and people are yelling and there's loud music, like you're not going to be scared off because my old ass is scaling. You're just not. Um, yeah, I don't know if I like I, that argument either. And I also don't like the argument if you're diluting a pool like that, you know, by the same token, you know, I could go into the RX finishing top 10% of my age group again. Am I diluting that pool? Like, right. You know, I, I've in the five opens I've done, the last two that I RX, I was in the top 10% of my age group. Like, right. So, so which one am I going to loot? Like, I'm I don't be, know. You know, that argument, that argument will be null and void. The second a, a high skill workout comes out that you can't complete. It's not a competition at my age and skill level. It's not, right. it's a, it's a, it's a test against yourself. And if you get caught up in this ranking and like, I'm kind of caught up in the ranking right now for the Instagram page. Cause it's kind of fun to be able to post the stuff, but, right. but if it weren't for this Instagram page, there's no chance in hell. I would have done that wad again yesterday. I mean, I hated every second of that thing. It was terrible. It was just not fun. I think freaking like people are just going to troll. It is what it is. That's, yeah. you know, whatever. Maybe. Well, regardless, open's been fun. So how are the competitors doing? Like, uh, 
you know, it's the same ish top 10, top 20 that we saw after, after 20.1, um, Sarah Sigmund's daughter is leading the the women's leaderboard now, which is is cool to see her up there. I think this is going to be a banner year for her. I think she's going to come back in a seriously big way, not only in the open, but I think we're going to see her dominate a lot of sanctionals in the upcoming season, which is going to be rad. Um, the leaderboard online has that line, that blue line that shows who at this point would be qualified and who is sort of on the bubble or on the exterior. And we were talking earlier about how things can seriously still change over the next three weeks. So the first, basically, I would say three pages of the leaderboard are still people who have a, definitely have a fighting chance of getting in there, depending on how the points shake out for the next few. But the people who are like 150 and up, those are the folks that are going to really need something to swing far in their direction in order to get the points they need to get back up into a qualifying spot. And there are some names down there that, that we recognize that are a little bit surprising. Which ones, which ones jump out at you? I'm looking at the guys leaderboard right now and I'm seeing uh, Alex Smith who's sitting 165 right now. I know that he went team last year. Yeah. I haven't, I don't think I asked him. I'm pretty confident he's going team again. I'm almost like, 99% 99% sure positive and his brother's killing it. Dane's like 42nd. Which is wild, right? Dane's That's, the youngest. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Dane's having a, he's having a good open. I mean, he was 25th the first week. He was like 116th and 20.2, but, um, but yeah, he's doing great. I mean, of course, like watch me insert foot in mouth here. Like the second a gymnastics wad comes up and Alex Smith is first in the world. So we'll <laughs> see what happens, but um, I'm still scrolling. So um like Saxon Panchik is 178 right now Zeke Grove is 182 there's a couple people at the bottom of this of this list that we're gonna see (sighs) probably have to come through in in some sanctioned events in order to get to the top of of any sort of podium yeah maybe I mean you know it's interesting last year you had a lot of these guys though in the first workout that had a horrible first week and then we're able to get back in contention. I I'm with you. I think, you know, we'll know, certainly know more after week three for sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm, um, I know Saxon's not super excited about his 20.2 finish, but I, you know, I think anything can happen. If you're top 200, you got a shot um, at least to get up there, but you know, to your point, it's much hard, I'd much rather be in the top 50 right now than, you know, kind of that bottom group. Pat Vellner's yeah. Pat Vellner's fifth though. Well, your bestie, your uh, other bestie. I know my boy, Patty. Yeah. He's had a really consistent, uh, first two weeks. He was like 13th and 17th. Yeah. Um, that's good. That's nice to see. And then I can't pronounce anybody ahead of him. I don't, it's like, <laughs> it's absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. Like, uh, leftist, theophanatis. Theophanatis. Okay. Whatever. Wait, can I just tell you? So me and the, the MCs and the people that work in, in broadcast and media, for the big events, we put ourselves through the freaking ringer trying to learn these names. We have study sessions together where we've got like flashcards and we've got audio recordings of everyone saying their own name and then they use their name in a sentence and then they like try to, they, they try so hard to teach us and then we are left with like pages and pages and pages. The national champions at the games this year was hell. Oh yeah. Well, I want nothing to do with that. Like oh I, it, if we ever do this together, I'm, I'm, I'm taking here, I'm just going to call my names down. I'll take Pat Vellner, Josh Miller, Jake Berman, 
Matt Frazier, Noah Olson. Those are the ones I get to talk about. You get to talk about about. Lefty and BK (laughs) and Frederick, uh, blah, blah, whatever his last name is. And Nick Papa Giorgio and who's that? Uh, I don't, what's his, I don't know. He's another Greek. I can't pronounce Greek names. Giorgios, Caravas. I I don't know. He's fourth. He's fourth. We got two people from Greece in the top five. Yeah. That country is like the size of my house. It's um, my my favorite Greek name is Yanis Papadopoulos. Oh, these guys should <laughs> these guys should be excited. This is really those are great scores, and it's kind of nice to see uh, you know the top five in the world. There's not an American flag amongst the bunch. Wild, huh? Yeah. Well, I don't know how wild it is. It's just you know Glassman called this at uh, at the games. We were at the press conference. He was his vision for the CrossFit Games is that it's just a sea of flags and very few American flags in the bunch. Like he wants to yeah. see it be a worldwide sport. And, and, you know, as it stands right now, I mean, you know, you start scrolling down, you know, this red, white, and blue definitely shows up, but. Oh yeah. I think percentage wise, we still have probably the greatest number of CrossFit athletes around the world, but certainly a paradigm shift in that top sort of percentage and people who could end up in the podium and especially for the women's side. We've seen that for a while now. Yeah. I think it's great. I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm a hometown guy. I'm certainly going to root for Americans where I can, but I, uh, I love seeing, you know, the international competition and all these, uh, you know, kind of new names. I don't, I don't know and haven't seen before, you know, the women's side of most of them I know, but. I think it's rad. And I didn't really know how this past season was going to go with all of that, but we were both on the floor for the, the parade of nations at games this past year. And I mean, it got me fired up. Most people were so excited to be there, even though they knew they were probably going to get eliminated right away, even though they knew they didn't really have a fighting shot at any sort of podium. And they were, they were stoked to be there and represent their country and be the fittest in their country. And it felt like such a global experience. It felt like I wanted to like hold hands in Kumbaya with everyone. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, uh, I'll admit to having a few moments of of feeling misty eyed, like watching just the looks on people's faces when they would come out and they'd be the only one from their country mm-hmm. carrying a flag from, you know, half a lot of these countries I hadn't even heard of. I mean, mostly because yeah. I'm just uneducated, but, um, what, like, what, what is England anyway? Um, <laughs> no, they'd come out and, and, uh, you know, it was really kind of an exciting moment to see these, yeah. these, uh, you know, men and women just, you know, really proud of their accomplishment and they should be proud. You know, I know there was a lot of counter arguments to that, but, I think it's really cool. So I'm excited to see it. Yeah, same. All right. So we got a few more minutes. So uh, Dave said this week's going to be hard. Any guesses? Well, like we've already done burpees and we'd already done a type of thruster, but I wouldn't really put it past him to give us a barbell thruster again at some point in this open. I'm going to guess something, some heavy barbell, some sort of row and um some sort of gymnastics movement is that vague enough <laughs> that's pretty vague that is like the most generic crossfit workout you could say right there deadlifts rowing handstand push-ups there was a wad he had that in it was all 50s it was a couple of years ago it could Ew. be a redo of that yeah it was horrible i hate it, it was 55 of everything yeah and you ended oh, with a of like that. max rep handstand push-ups basically if i remember right like do as many as you something can something like that yeah and it, it was, was awful it, it was, was heavy yeah, it started with the deadlift. I just remember because I was way out of my capacity. Then that was IRXed and I got injured. Of course you did. <laughs> and because it was 225 was the barbell and it was 55 deadlifts. And 
I'm pretty sure my spine came right out of my butthole at some point. It was terrible. And just popped right out of there. Yeah. So you don't need that. That's fine. You don't need that. Don't no worry one, about it. No one wants to see your spine coming out of your butthole. No <laughs> one. No. It's always like one of my greatest fears that I'm going to be like doing a heavy lift and like just it's silent in the gym except for like the one like fart that I let out or something. Gonna, That's like I'm, my greatest fear. I'm going to put that in my Bumble profile. My spine <laughs> juts out of my butthole. <laughs> how that goes long walks on the beach bean dropping my spine out of my asshole yes <laughs> bean's not the lady killer you think he is so i need something i need something to to help me out there hey what are you gonna be for halloween uh well as a bald guy you only have a few choices i can be a pirate <laughs> Ooh, I be, okay I, I can be mr clean i can be jean-luc picard from star trek i'm um, done done um, done Done. And Co- and Kojak, if you're a kid from the '70s like me, so I don't know. Um, I don't dress up for Halloween. I don't. I don't do Halloween. Is that Your bad? Boss doesn't do like a Halloween thing. I we maybe we will. I don't know. Maybe I'll I'll go as a RX athlete. Just oh, my, and just rip rip my shirt off when I walk in the door. It'll be great. I thought you were going to wear booty shorts. I thought you were going to incorporate booty shorts into your costume at some point this year. I've got Make Wise Great Again booty shorts. That are for sale on tangocharlieapparel.com. Go get yours today. But um, <laughs> promo code? No. <laughs> yeah, they're not selling real, real well either. So I need to get rid of some of those. Maybe I should model them. That would do. Yeah, the maybe you should buy them all. Maybe. Guys, those sold so well. I know, right? It would be. Full disclosure, I was asking because I needed ideas. Oh, uh, I'll think of some and I'll send it to you. It's not like we're not going to do this again, but I'll mm-hmm. uh, I'll shoot you a couple ideas. So. Yeah. All right, my dear. I think we've uh, we've probably expended our time here, but uh, let's look forward to 20.3. We'll talk about it again next week. And uh, other than that, we appreciate everyone listening in today and we will talk with you all soon. Take care.